Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast here on Direct Motocross. Uh, with us today, man, it's actually New Year's Eve, so we're going to talk about some of that kind of stuff as well, of course. But uh, we've got a Canadian living in Colorado who I certainly don't want to get uh, forgotten about up here, man. We got uh, we got an up and coming Canadian up coming up through the ranks down south. So I've got Connor Stevenson, and I do believe we probably got Craig Stevenson on the, on the line as well. But hey, Connor, thank you very much for talking with us today. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Hi, Craig. Hey, Billy. How's it going? I know you said you're going to sit in the back in the background, but I'm dragging you in right off the bat. Hey, I'm good. Thanks. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> All right, Connor. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of young kids. I don't know. Do young kids listen to podcasts? But uh, anyway, so I kind of want to back it up here for starters. Um, for those of those people out there who don't know you, I mean, uh, I'm, I actually I haven't spoken with you in a couple of years, actually. Now, boy, last time I passed through uh, your area, but uh let's back it up how old are you and where are you originally from um i am 16 years old from milton ontario canada and live in the dream in colorado now okay now uh how old were you when you first moved to colorado i think i was either 10 or 11 okay now i see i remember i saw you uh, i guess it was 2018 2018 at loretta yeah I think. Yeah, and I mean, you were always, you were a big young kid. Yes, sir. <laughs> you you never looked your age. You always looked a little bit older, for sure. Okay, so, okay, I guess my first question, I mean, moving down to Colorado when you were, like, that young, uh, I know, you know, kind of historically looking at photos and stuff of you coming up when you were a bit younger, you had the Canada and American flags on your bike. Are you still, uh, are you still rocking the Canada status? Uh, yeah, on my graphics, I still got the Canadian flag and the U.S. flag. So in the Fox logo, I've got Canada flags and then on one side and then the other side of the bike is all U.S. So it's half and half. Okay, cool. It's like a circus act. Yeah. <laughs> you probably don't. Ah, thanks, Craig. You get that reference. <laughs> half <Yeah>. and half. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, again, like I say, you were there so early um does your dad have to keep reminding you of canada or what uh what uh how do you keep in touch with your canadian roots uh i don't really know we come back uh probably once or twice a year so we get to see friends and some people from canada but i don't know keep in touch over social media and stuff okay so you are you're certainly in touch and you guys do get back you still got family back in milton oh yeah all the family Okay. Now, when you were super young, I mean, obviously, we're talking uh, single-digit ages here. Like, uh, who were you racing and stuff up here in the Milton area? Uh, Jeremy Mackay, I think his name is. Uh, Julian Benick, uh, Jacob Piccolo, and Jake Trico were a little bit older, but Luke Trico and all of them. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a pretty uh, pretty solid list of riders. Oh yeah. Oh, and uh, the Scott brothers. Ah, the Scott brothers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, again, that's that's a good list of uh, good list of riders. Now, I guess so. Uh, yeah, like back man. when you were that young, did you do uh, the Transcan and stuff? Uh, yeah, I actually. Well, I think the last year I raced the Transcan, I raced a fifty, sixty-five, and eighty-five, and came second on the fifty against Julian Benick, and then uh, third in the sixty-five class. Okay, do you remember what year we're so, talking? 2014, maybe 2013. 
Okay, I'm gonna have to go dig up some photos for sure. What number was on your bike back then? Eleven. You've always okay. Well, that's my other. Well, that actually is my favorite. Uh, my favorite question is. Uh, so your number eleven, you're still running the number eleven, and uh, I guess that's going to change when you turn pro. You're going to have to uh, do something. But uh, why did you pick the number eleven? Honestly, I have no clue. But um, when I was a little bit younger, I switched between ten and eleven <laughs> a few times, and then I was stuck with eleven ever since. I I don't know. I don't really know, honestly. I, I can answer that one. Billy. There we go. Yeah, I was a little lazy on. Uh, taping on numbers <laughs> one day so uh 11s on each side of the bike worked out the easiest for us so just stuck from there see i was gonna let connor come up with an answer but i, I if i had to guess that was gonna be what it was yeah you can't really put number one on so <laughs> no no that's, that's a little bit too much but uh or triple ones is a bit uh it's pushing it too yeah too much <laughs> Okay, well that's cool. So why, uh, Craig? While we've got you on there, uh, why did you guys move to from the Milton area to Colorado? Obviously, I'm guessing work, but uh, what was that? Yeah, so so about seven years ago, I was recruited down to uh, become the vice president of marketing of a publicly traded sports supplement company, and we had done work with this company in Canada. We had we had, I, I owned a company or was a partner in a company that distributed the products. So we had great success in bringing it into Canada and growing it. So they were looking for someone to fill the the marketing role, and they recruited me. And seven years ago, made my way down on my own for the first nine months while everyone stayed back in Canada. And then uh, they all came down in an October, approximately. And uh, we've been there ever since. Okay. That's, okay. Now, what's, uh, was that the same company you're with now? No, well, I own I own uh, the one company, Actionetics, and then have acquired um, a, a significant portion of another sports supplement company called Muscle Fortress, and then uh, acquired and, and am partners in an electrical engineering company. Uh, and I have left the original company that had brought me down. Now that we all have green cards and on our way to uh, dual citizenship, that's uh, made a few changes. Okay, okay. You got you're running the show down there and where where are you guys where do you actually live? Uh we live in Littleton, Colorado. Which is just, it's probably ten miles south of Denver and uh you know, right by the foothills are the mountains. Got a nice view off the off the deck. You know, they lots of lots of songs about the Rocky Mountains and we get to look at them every day. Five minutes from Thunder Valley. <laughs> Beautiful. You get that big triple step up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing I'm to 65. it, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, it was changed since 2010 then when I was there for the donations. Yeah. Because kids were not doing that on a 65, I'm pretty sure, back then. But uh, well, that's cool. So um, am I making this up, Craig, or did you used to be a bodybuilder? Uh, a long time ago, I, I lifted a little bit of iron. You know, my, my background is actually... I have a degree in exercise physiology and nutrition. Gym class. And uh, yeah, it's always been, <laughs> I've always been involved with the motocross industry, either, you know, making supplements for them or writing for some of the magazines, so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of been a, a passion of mine for forever, even though I didn't ride as a uh, young kid. 
Okay, all right. Well, how did um, how the heck did uh, Connor get into this uh, this crazy sport in the first place? Uh, you know, interesting. You know, when he was, I think he was two years old. He uh, he was on his bike with the training wheels on it, and he's getting all upset and you know <laughs> making a fuss. And I'm like, "What? You want those off?" And all of a sudden, he just he went quiet. We took the training wheels off at two years old, and he went down the driveway and jumped over a curb and <laughs> landed it and kept riding. So we kind of knew right there that wheels were in his future. And uh, I think at three years old, we went down and, and uh, bought his first CRF 50. Oh, wow. So, man. Okay. Was he six feet tall then? <laughs> Close. Yeah, you know, he's six four now. He's six four uh, now. Uh, he's all he's always been tall. You know, if you look, I look back at a couple of pictures from Moto Park where he's on the podium and he's, uh, you know, he's a foot taller than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like I say, when I saw you guys at Loretta's, he was riding some of the classes. And it's like, what is it? we got a we got a grown man out here against these kids? Yeah, and he was thirteen at that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what size are your feet, Connor? Uh, my feet are probably size 13, but in the boots, I'm a size 14, but can't shift with those because they're too big. So I have to downgrade to a size 13. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's those feet can get in the way sometimes out there. That's for sure. The long legs and the big feet. Oh, yeah. You have to have strong hip flexors. Yeah, for sure. Those bo those boots are five point seven pounds a piece. <laughs> See, people don't think about that. Yeah, they're they're heavy. <laughs> All right. Well, um, man. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's let's back it up to that uh, Loretta's. I mean, you you uh, landed on the podium there in the one twenty five in the C class there, right? Uh, yeah, one twenty five C. I was, I went. I went ten three five for third overall, and then four fifty C. I went uh, seven two twenty four eighth overall. Okay, nice. Now I remember, uh, yeah, you. I mean, you're you know, you're a thirteen year old kid. It was, uh, you're uh, you're happier to talk to me now. You're a little, you're definitely quiet back then. I guess you're getting used to getting some attention now, man. You're kind of uh, rocketing up through the ranks there since I saw you. Uh, I would like to think that, but I don't know. <laughs> Okay, well, you're 16 now. How did you, I mean, what was the season like last year? Were you able to get uh, much, Was were things kind of normal there, or how was it? Uh, last year, or like 2020, I did not race. I raced like January, February, and then took like three months off. My dad had a heart attack, so I, I was kind of like in a different state of mind. But in 2019, everything was normal, and... We're, we're back now. All right. Well, I uh, I obviously can't just go breezing right over that. Uh, I know. I remember seeing that on uh, on the social media and stuff. And uh, you certainly kind of downplayed the heart attack part. But uh, everything okay? And how serious was it there, Craig? Uh yeah. Things are good now. It was, um, you know, it was it was real serious. You know, I was dead for nine minutes. Jeez. Um. And 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 they had to. Uh, shocked me four times i flatlined four times um oh. flight for life we went to the first they got me finally got me to the first hospital they couldn't deal with me so they immediately put me on the helicopter flew me into a cardiac 
um, uh, specialist hospital. I had two collapsed lungs. Like I said, they shocked me four times. I had to stay on the helipad for 30 minutes until my COVID test came back. Oh, wow. Before they'd let me in the hospital. Um, and then I ended up with three stents in my heart and walked out, luckily, six days later. And they said, you're either, you know, the doctor, one, had told Carrie, you know, start making funeral arrangements. And then, you know, when I walked out, I remember the, the doctor said, we've never seen anything like it. You know, you're either you're either going to the farmer because you're a vegetable or you're going to the morgue uh, with what happened. So wow. it was good. We just, uh, you know, I just a couple of days later, I didn't know what was going on. I woke up and I started getting up and moving around. And, you know, the nurses all got mad at me and so on and so forth. And then once I figured it out, I just kind of put my head down and did what I needed to do. And, you know, everyone around me just helped and took care of business. And, you know, here I am. Things are good. Wow. So, I mean, uh, that's uh, a hereditary kind of thing then, right? It wasn't anything with diet or anything like that, right? It was a that kind of a deal? Yeah, I think, you know, my liver likes to produce a little extra cholesterol. You know, I did grow up on a beef farm. <laughs> so, you know, you... Uh, eat beef pretty much every dinner um but you know i try to take care of myself where we go to the gym and you know obviously my background in nutrition and writing books and teaching some university courses so on and so forth i i pay attention to it i just now i'm paying a little bit more attention to it wow that's amazing so your things are back to normal now though for you yeah yeah i'd say i'm i'm 95 percent there just the you know occasionally I'll forget where I put things down, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, little, little, little blips of short-term memory lapses, but, you know, it's like they said, you're either a vegetable or, or you're in the morgue. So I'll take it. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Well, well, Connor, I mean, you know, most, uh, riders, ex riders ended up missing a season due to injury or something like that. So I guess, uh, that'll be your mulligan for, uh, your father's injury. Yeah, it'll be a story to tell some people in the future. <laughs> so what did that do you? Uh, okay, so like as a 15 turning 16-year-old, what did that do you? Uh, I saw you running the yellow backgrounds and stuff. What, uh, did that do anything for you in your progression, or how, how, how'd that work out? Um, so about two years, well, right after Loretta's, I moved to B, and then um, this year I just went on the fourth stroke, so... We're making that transition to the, like, I guess, national B class. So we're going to push Loretta's and all that stuff this year. Oh, okay. So that is the goal. Okay. So I saw, I think, did you actually, uh, well, kind of two questions here. I mean, you guys really uh, stuck to that two-stroke thing. Is that just for to help you develop it to be a better rider for when you do make the inevitable move? Uh, yeah, that was, that was the plan. It was also because I was riding a 125 at the time, too, and the YZ125 is a lot different than the Yamaha 250 four-stroke. So um, it was kind of like, I don't know, we talked to a few people, and they said it was probably the right move. Okay, now you, you've switched brands and stuff, right? You've got some support now from another color. Yeah, I just uh, got on the Team Green pro program for the amateurs, and I will most likely be there for 
a little bit of time. Okay. Yeah. It's, that's obviously the, uh, that's the plan, huh? That's so, so what you say B classes, what, uh, which classes would you, do you have a 450 or are you, what are you running? Uh, no, I'm just running two two fifties. Okay. Stock and mod class. Okay. So that's what you shoot for the two classes that you're allowed to run at Loretta's. Yeah. And then schoolboy two. And then schoolboy two. Okay. All right. Now what, uh, have you done any other, uh, big amateur nationals? Um, not lately. The only national I've done is AZ Open, and I got two thirds and an eighth. I just crashed really hard and messed up my whole weekend. Okay, yeah, I watched that. Uh, I watched that online this year. Yeah, I think it. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Well. Um. So. Okay. Well. Let's. So now the goal is you're going to be. Um... Man, you're going to be racing. Well, let's talk about where you are right now. You're not in Colorado right now, are you? No, I'm in Oklahoma at Robbie Smith's uh, training facility, 15 minutes down the road from Raynard's. And we are training for the 2021 Arena Cross Series. Okay, now are we talking the Kicker Arena Cross Series, or is there another one? Yeah, the Kicker Arena Cross Series that starts next weekend in Mississippi. Okay, so you are, like, I was checking out the schedule, so you will go to, like, Mississippi, and then Texas, Oklahoma, Texas again, then Reno, your uh, run the yeah. whole series? Yeah. All right, now who's that? Is that out of the uh, back of Dad's truck, or what, uh, how's that work? I don't know, we're still, it is, but we're still trying to figure out a plan to get to all the races and stuff, but we'll make it there somehow. <laughs> What's the, uh... What's the COVID-19 situation where you are and how's that, uh, how's that affecting anything? Um, actually it's affecting a lot, but yesterday we got the announcement that the Denver round, the hometown round for arena cross was canceled. So it's only a 10 round series now instead of 12. Okay. Yeah. I saw that they, uh, they, they were pretty clear about that in the outline that, uh, the schedule is likely going to change. So there, so there you go. Or that's too bad. Your home race. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Have you looked at the um, competition in your B classes? Uh, try not to worry about it. I'm trying to focus on myself, so not really. Right. Of course. Of course. Now, what's okay? So you're, uh, you know, doing the arena cross. What? You're 16 years old. What's the? Uh, I mean, what's the goal for you? Are you doing the kicker, and then you're going to move up and try to get your, you know, your futures points to move on to Supercross? I'm assuming is the goal. I'm I'm gonna do the kicker series and then push for Loretta's and then I don't know about after that but 2021 I'll probably turn pro and go and do a few rounds of the kicker arena cross in the pro class and I think you can get your points out of there I'm not sure okay yeah I guess with all this going on right now they're looking for any series that's actually taking place to let guys get points yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you okay, so we're looking at another year of amateur, and then you'll be thinking of moving up. Is your uh, long term goal, if you had like uh, if everything went your way, would you be uh, like you know on a factory team down there racing Supercross? Or are you going to come north of the border? Or what uh, What are you thinking? Uh, my goal in the future is to race for a factory team down here, but next year um, I'll most likely be coming to Canada to race the Transcan and hoping to grab some attention up there. Okay, cool, cool. It's uh nice. That's good to hear. It should be a a family trip back up to Canada. 
Yep, for a week or two, and then head back down here. Okay. Now tell us what uh, you're at uh, Robbie Smith's place. What's uh, tell us what's how long are there? Are you there just for a week? Or are you there as uh, that home base for the winter? Or what's uh, what's the plan? Um, I just got here four days ago, and I will be here. This will kind of be like the home base throughout the Arena Cross series. So I'll be here for like a month, probably a month. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, Craig, how long are you going to be staying there? Uh, I'll be going home on Sunday. Just wanted to, you know, obviously get Connor set up, make sure the bikes are, you know, tuned in. We've done some suspension adjustments, some gearing adjustments. Um, Just get them used to Robbie's. He's never been at Robbie Smith's before. So a little lay of the land. And, you know, after that, he'll, uh, he'll be good to go. Okay. Awesome. All right. Now what's, uh, what kind of tracks we have there? Is it, uh, the red dirt or what's, uh, what's the dirt like there where you are? Uh, lots of red dirt. And then he's got one sand track that I've not ridden yet, but he's got three outdoor tracks and a corner track and then a arena cross track. Okay, cool. Who else is, uh, anybody that we'd know that's there uh, training with you? I don't know. He mentioned someone from Canada with the last name of Stevenson, the same yeah. same last name as me. So, but he's trying to get across the border, so he can't come yet. Ah, uh, yeah, it's hmm. yeah. I guess most guys are just kind of flying and somehow getting their stuff across with with help from people. It's kind of a yeah, kind of a tough situation. Hey, are you uh, are yeah. you familiar with Jess Pettis down there? Going to be racing Supercross. Are you pumped for that? Oh yeah, so pumped. I watched him. I think it was two years ago or a year ago. Do really well in a few rounds, so I'm pumped to see him. Hopefully yeah. on that podium. <laughs> I'd be pretty amazing if he was. Obviously going to be tough, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out my plan. I mean, getting across and getting down there. I'll certainly be checking in with him every week, but hopefully I'll be able to get to some of these things. It's. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy though. Definitely not. Yeah. No, but he's he looks good. If you watch, obviously you're watching some of the the training videos. I mean that. That kid's a stud, yeah. and uh, you know it's it's uh, it's good to see a Canadian, you know, really get a shot at it. Yeah, and um, I mean we've all seen Canadians go down there before, and a lot of times, you know, without uh, sugarcoating it, a lot of times they can look like you know a fish out of water. But Jess looks like he belongs at that pace, doing the rhythms and stuff, the sections that they're doing. He just looks like he should oh, be there. It's cool. Yeah, I mean he's at the epicenter training list guys that are favored to win just uh and he he looks great he's a great representative of canada and i know uh he's a west coaster right billy yeah he's from prince george bc yeah so i mean they got to be proud of him and looks like he's putting in the work it's great to see yeah for sure i know it i spoke to him i think almost i think it was the first day he was there at uh at the Baker factory. And he said the guys like cooper webb they were just banging bars like the first day they were just going at it 100 oh, yeah. percent you want to you want to learn you want to learn what what the top level of supercross is. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cool. That uh, that kind of pressure and uh, structure and everything doesn't work for every rider, but uh, I mean, it's uh, Jess is the kind of guy who looks forward to that. I know I've cycled with him before, and it's uh, he's he looks forward to that that hard work. So it's going to be good. Uh, you hope to head that way too someday, Connor. Definitely, I hope to be on one of those teams that are based down there, but gonna be uh it's gonna be hard to get down there but i'm gonna put my head down and try cool man you know being six four do they uh use you as a 
as a model going through the uh, whoops, so you get off the back of the bike, or what? Uh, how's your whoop speed? Uh, I actually haven't really hit many many whoops, but this week I've been practicing whoops nonstop and getting the hang of it, blitzing, jumping, all different situations. I'll post a video for you, Billy. All right, good. Yeah, you're gonna have to send me a. Uh... A photo that I can actually use. I mean, any photo I've got is from 2018 or before. I don't want to put up a 2013 trans transcan picture of you for this lead photo. Yeah, we got a lot. <laughs> hey, what's uh, what else do you do, Connor? I mean, uh, big kid. You've always been a big kid. What other sports do you do? Any now? Uh, I used to play hockey for. Or I used to play hockey in Canada. Um, down here, I just like to hang out with my friends, mountain bike. Uh, I wouldn't say golf, but go to the driving range or whatever and uh, go to the lake that's about two minutes down from my house. Okay, you don't get up into the mountains snowboarding or skiing? I've gone, I went like once in the past six years and that was two weeks ago and it was a blast. Okay, what, I mean, last time I saw you, I was coming back east from the X Games there up in Aspen. Any, uh, you've been up in the mountains on a, uh, on a snow bike at all ever? No, but I I really want to. I've seen a I've seen a few videos of X Games and people free riding up there. It'd be a blast. <laughs> okay, so we got your plans. What uh, what else do we need to talk about? I mean, uh, it's new. It's it's actually New Year's Eve here. Are you guys doing anything? Uh, I don't know. Probably watch a movie in the camper and <laughs> go to bed early. <laughs> Wake up in the morning and say Happy New Year. Oh yeah. Get to work. All yeah, right, so kind of, um, sorry, Billy. We we did we just kind of wrangled it in, and you know, putting two weeks of of real focus in and learning and and training to get ready for Mississippi. And you know, it's been an odd year for everyone, um, but particularly, obviously, with our situation. So it's just a just a chance to get in a a real enclosed environment and. Put your head down and you know connor's connor's sore as heck after training the first four days so you got to get past that soreness as quick as possible and then get on the road and start competing yeah for sure for sure hey now i know i obviously uh, i see uh you know uh jack jackson obviously you know him quite well as a photographer and i know that when yep. uh, when he's not putting up a photo of scotty scrub miller it's uh something of you ah. <laughs> it's something it's something of Connor there, man. How many uh, how many Colorado championships have you gotten? Oh boy, um, probably around thirty to forty. See, that's yeah. I mean, in twenty nineteen, he won seven, and then was amateur rider of the year for Colorado. The year the before, I think was yeah for Colorado, and then I think the year before was. I know the year. Seven. I know one of the years I won all probably 10 because there's two organizations and then yeah yeah geez you're the, the only other canadian with numbers like those and we're talking ross rollerball peterson here oh those are that's a big name to put him in with <laughs> <laughs> that's a big name the rollerball even mathis would be all pumped up with that <laughs> Yeah, I want to get a, get a hold of. Him. I'm doing I'm doing some history of Canadian motocross podcasts, and I want to get uh, certainly want to get. Uh, I'm building up my courage to get uh, talking to Ross. I've interviewed him before, but never done a never sat down and talked about everything with him. So I'm looking forward to doing that sometime soon. Yeah, he's a he's a real legend. Absolutely, he's, he's the real deal. 
especially for us old guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I'm just the, the reason I mentioned that too is that because you know up here maybe uh, you're in the Colorado scene, but we haven't seen you at any. You know, we, you know, look for you at the Minios or look for you at, uh, you know, Oak Hill, look, all the, you know, all the things we haven't seen you there. So I just want to let people know that, uh, man, the number 11 there has been really kind of making things happen out there in Colorado, huh? Oh, yeah. At the end of the year, I hope to be at Minios. It's going to, we're going to have to put my head, or I'm going to have to put my head down through Loretta's and prove to people that I can uh, be at that top step and then get after it well you know you're 16 so you're gonna have your you can give your dad a break you'll have your license he can sit in the passenger seat for a while no he likes to drive i normally just sleep <laughs> you know what i think that's how it mostly goes <laughs> the riders wake up and say hey where are we <laughs> yeah i think i think this year you know if everyone's head straight and covid kind of opens up the plan is you know the, the kicker is is now an ama national number one plate available so it's a it's a national championship so and that's really you know as most people know that's where the sport is is headed indoors to these types of events so i want to put a focus on that and then immediately we'll jump in and start focusing on loretta's and then the goal would be to come up to walton and then finish the amateur b uh career at Minio's, and if if not Minio's, at least AZ Open this year again. That's that would be the plan. See how it goes. Okay, well that's pretty exciting, man. That sounds like uh, you're kind of you're at that age and that ability level where things are just about to start, uh, you know, start happening. It's it's a pretty exciting time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, who who else is six foot four in your family? Uh, absolutely no one. Uh oh. <laughs> Any questions? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. My everyone's below five ten. <laughs> okay, five five ten and below. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great, man. What's a? Are you a, are you a guy that likes training? Are you super fit? You do a lot of cycling. What do you you like all that stuff? Uh, I like doing it. It's a struggle when you're doing it, but after you feel accomplished and stuff. Um, after or I took three months off uh, or throughout the year so i didn't really i just hung out with friends and enjoyed myself and now we're getting back into the training so it's, it's been a struggle getting back to where i should be but we're getting there yeah it's, it's also one of those things too at 16 you can kind of get away with a lot more it's uh in a couple of years when you're done you're uh you know going through adolescence and all it, it really starts making it you know it's very important in the next couple of years so i think getting good habits is kind of the main thing now that's for sure yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know the sport as well as anyone, Billy. And, and uh, you know, kids are professional athletes now from the age of eight. <laughs> yeah, way to go, kids. Right, you took the fun out of it. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're not physically fit, someone else will just outwork you. And they'll make up talent gaps or anything else that, that might be there. So, um, you know, it really is unfortunately and and fortunately a game of of conditioning um you know both mentally and physically and then of course the bike you know so it's uh that's kind of why i'm down here as well get them through that first week you know you're sore you complain you don't want to get up you don't want to do this but after that first week 
all the delayed muscle soreness goes away and you're you're into the routine so that that's kind of the plan and get that get that fitness level up so that he can compete with you know real national level kids um you know come a month a month from now right and and, uh where you're training and stuff like that is he is he like uh your physical trainer too like is he a whip cracker like do you kind of like that kind of uh that kind of pressure like that kind of that you know being told what to do like that and being having to do it uh definitely i feel like i mean some days i can I can motivate myself, but if I have someone on me, I'm always on point and I'm always doing what is needed. Um, he, Robbie is in the gym with us. He's working out with us. He's pushing us well. He's working out. He's doing everything he can to make us better. So it's, it's a good vibe at that training facility. Okay. Now, hey, you mentioned another Stevenson maybe trying to get down there, but who else is there with you? Like other, other riders, not just Canadians. Uh, I don't, I don't really know. I haven't really, I've met a few people, okay. but they just left for New Year's. So yeah, there's, there's, uh, you know, no big, no Forkners or anything. Those guys come in and out. They don't, they don't live there, uh, per se, but Kennard, uh, makes his way over there quite often. There's a couple of privateer, um, AMA pros that are there. Uh, uh Kevin, uh, Kevin Moran was just here for three weeks and he okay. just went home for New Year's. And then um Forkner and all of them will come come ride every every once in a while. Okay, okay. Nice. How's your speed up against the other kids in your uh, in your class? Oh yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> your speed your speed's good. Um you know, obviously we're redoing technique and redoing fitness so there's a lot of potential uh, or gaps to fill but you know you've seen connor ride at you know 13 years old at loretta's on big bikes and he's he's very solid in technique you know a real blend of traditional and modern and uh you know what robbie smith has done here in the last you know even in the first couple of days is you know, dial his technique back in, feet position, all that sort of stuff, and actually slowed Connor down a bit to get faster. And even on the fourth day, you know, I could see significant changes where, you know, going slower means going faster. Um, but, you know, in his his group of guys on the track, he's by far the fastest oh, right cool. now. Hey, Connor, how, does it, uh, I mean, it's, you know, most people have done this. I, well, maybe not. It's kind of an interesting uh, thing when when you're going from riding the two stroke, you get on a four stroke, you feel like you're going slower, and then you look at the stopwatch and you're like, oh, what? That's faster. How how is the transition for you going to the four stroke? Uh, transition wasn't too bad, but you definitely tell a difference. Engine braking, uh, the speed from the two fifty two stroke to the two fifty four stroke, and uh, all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't too it wasn't too hard for me. That's good. Do you uh, change your clutching? Are you still holding it on the pipe? But uh, any like just different that way, or you just uh, like it just seems so much easier on the four stroke. Yeah, you can definitely. Or I've definitely been smoothing out my throttle and all that stuff. And then I don't really in the corners. I don't really touch my clutch. I just have my finger on it if I need it. So the clutch isn't any different. It's just the throttle. Right. 
heartbreaking. All right, man. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm happy to hear you guys are all back. Happy to hear Craig is back uh, getting your health back in order, man, after that horrible scare and everything. I mean, kind of a bit of a forced uh, vacation for everyone. And it's cool that you're back. It's cool that you got a plan. And uh, we're going to see you at more of the, uh, you know, the so-called bigger events. So we'll be able to kind of uh, hopefully bump into you guys at a few more rounds. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. And one of them that we really want to get to, and we were registered this year, of course, is up at Walton. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, plans, plans change when they put the two week quarantine in. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we really hope to get up, uh, to one of our favorite places up there for sure. Yeah, that's great. Hey, Craig, while we've got you on here, man, why don't we, uh, if, if, is there, if somebody wants to get some Actionetics product up here in Canada, how does it can, is that available up here? Yeah. Yeah. You can go to, uh, the website Actionetics. A-C-T-I-O-N-E-T-I-X um, and order there we ship a ton of stuff to Canadian riders there's there's lots of them and then we're also launching on Amazon on uh, Monday oh, okay. so everything's that's, that's done big. for Amazon and they'll, they'll be able to, to go in there and we're actually, we will be launching with a 30% off promotion for the first three weeks you just you know the, the easiest thing to uh, search for is um hemoaid and right. uh that's that's the number one selling product for arm pump and uh you know endurance in general and we also have a couple of new products that we've launched since we've of course moved from canada down to the u.s but uh it's going great and any support is good we love to support you know our industry um and uh yeah that's those are the two ways you can do it Okay, we'll have to get uh, a direct motocross discount code. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> we'll talk offline and <laughs> yeah, get everyone won't. hooked up in Canada. <laughs> all right, yeah, we'll set. sort that out now. No, no, everybody sit back. We're going to talk numbers here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. guys. Well, uh, yeah, man, anything we can do. I was just going to say, it's been really good uh, catching up with you, and it's cool, like I say, to hear that uh, all systems, all engines are uh, firing now and everybody's heading forward. And, uh, well, I mean, happy new year, obviously it's new year's Eve and, um, Connor, do you have a, uh, do you have a sponsor run? You got to thank some sponsors here, buddy. Uh, I like to thank, uh, my mom and dad, um, uh, everyone up in Canada and then team green Kawasaki, uh, Actionetics, Fox, uh, Defy Graphics, uh, Victory Motorsports, um, Muscle Fortress, uh, Darken Sprockets, everyone else. I forgot, thanks. All right. Craig, you want to add anything here? We uh, we signing off here with a Happy New Year. Yeah, I know. Happy New Year. And, um, you know, we, we, like I said, probably six times in here, we want to get up to Canada and race and kind of finish out the up in Canada, what's called the the intermediate class, but the B class here, and then and race and and see if we can get him into his first pro national, and uh, yeah, just rekindle some, some friendships and see a bunch of people we haven't seen, and well, particularly with me for seven years, so that's that's one of the, the major goals of this year. All right, well that's uh, well that's great, guys. I uh, I'm glad we kind of. Uh, touched base and uh we got to find out more about uh your you know some kids who maybe hadn't heard uh 
see what's going on here. We got another Canadian down there to cheer for. So we'll certainly be watching the uh, Kicker Arena Cross results, and I'm not sure what they're doing for broadcasting and stuff, but we follow in the live timing and stuff. So good luck, everyone. Happy New Year, and uh, man, I'll see you see you somewhere soon. You got it, Billy. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, good luck, guys. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Happy New Year.